Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen. I'm so glad you've joined me. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is November 14th, and our reading comes from Hebrews chapters 11 and 12. Now remember, in chapter 11, the author of Hebrews is showing all the benefits of living by faith. And I love the balanced perspective that he ends the chapter with. Watch this. Beginning in verse 33, he says, By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weaknesses turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones back again from death. So because of their faith, man, God moved in power on their behalf and life went fantastic. However, watch what he says next. But others who also lived by faith, others were tortured refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at. Their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prison. Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half. Others were killed with the sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. All these people, earned a good reputation because of their faith. Yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God had something better in mind for us so that they would not reach perfection without us. I just love that balanced perspective. Here's what I mean. Sometimes we live by faith. We stand on God's word. We do what's right. And we are greatly rewarded. I think about my marriage crisis. Y'all have heard about this, but 25 years ago in the midst of my crisis, I decided to trust God by His grace and just stand on the Word and fight for my marriage. And it transformed my life, and God did rescue my marriage, and I'm so blessed by that relationship today. It's been 26 years, and the best is yet to come. However, Other times, I have stood on God's word. I have lived by faith. I have done what's right. And for doing what was right, I was attacked. I was mistreated. I was slandered. And I paid a high price for doing the right thing. And I love the perspective here where he highlights these heroes of the faith. These men and women in scripture who stood on God's word. And sometimes when they stood on God's word, everything went great. And sometimes when they stood on God's word, everything fell apart. And the truth is, there's a mystery there. It's hard to understand. We can't see what God sees. We don't understand why God does what God does sometimes or why God allows what God allows sometimes. But the day is coming when we will all see clearly what we only see in part today. And I love how the chapter ends by saying, listen, they're all looking forward to a better hope, a reward after the resurrection where we will all, even those of us who have never suffered, we will reach perfection with them when the Lord returns and calls us up to heaven and we will forever be in paradise with 
the Lord. So listen, let's stand in faith. Let's stand on the Word of God, whether it blesses us or causes us to suffer. Let's trust God, because when we live by faith, remember, He exists, and He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, but when we stand in faith, we do please Him. Now, let's go to chapter 12. So good. Watch this. He says, Therefore, Since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses. In other words, because all of these men and women before us stood on faith. Man, we want to do the same thing. So let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Listen, let's be careful that we don't get so caught up in culture and what's happening in the world that we're not able to run the race God has set before us. Let's strip off every weight, anything that would slow us anything that would trip us up and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. I love that. He wants us to run. We got to run with endurance, recognizing that man, ministry, life, what God's called us to, it doesn't happen in a day. It's a journey. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. We got to run with endurance and we've got to run the race God has set before us. In other words, you don't need to try to run my race and I'm not going to try to run your race I need to run my race. I've got, to, I've got to discern what is God calling me into, and I want to faithfully answer that call. Watch this, verse, verse 2. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Again, that's what we're trying to learn to do, to be with Jesus so we can become like Jesus and do what Jesus did. we got to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. That's why it's so important to begin our day with God so that we can live our day in God's presence, aware of what he's doing in every moment. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Watch the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. I love that. Our faith begins with Jesus, but Jesus is also the one that finishes what he started in all of us. It's not up to me. Jesus is as committed to my finishing as he was my starting. He's as committed to my sanctification as he was my salvation, and he is to my glorification. He's the author and perfecter, the finisher of our faith. And we do this, listen, he did this because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and is now seated at the place of honor beside God's throne. I love that. Jesus went to the cross for the joy of loving and transforming our lives for all eternity for his glory and blessing and joy. Don't you love that? Verse 3. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. You know, one of the things I think is so important for us to maintain is perspective as Americans. Sometimes we do suffer. Sometimes there is a price to pay. We certainly, yesterday, we talked some about giving. If I give, there's a sacrifice to make, right? Sometimes we suffer, but he says, listen, just consider what Jesus suffered. He left heaven and entered earth and lived in poverty. And then he went to the cross and was beaten and betrayed and falsely accused and then nailed to the cross to die, right? He suffered 
greatly. And the author of Hebrews just said, listen, when we look at Jesus, let's stop complaining about our suffering. We've not suffered to the point of death. And I also think it's important for us to remember fellow Christians, our brothers and sisters in Christ who around the world today are suffering even to the point of death. And let's remember to pray for them and that God would give them courage and faith in the midst of their persecution and even death to live, to stand for him. Now watch what he says next, beginning in verse five. Have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? My child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. Don't give up when he corrects you for the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. And I'm not going to take time to read the rest, the next few verses, but the author of Hebrews is describing the discipline of God. And what we discover is, is that if we claim to be the children of God and yet we begin living in independence and immorality and rejecting his leadership in our life, then we should expect him to discipline us. Why? Because he loves us like any parent, and he wants us to come back out of independence and into dependence and out of immorality and into purity. And then he says, listen, if we don't experience some discipline from God, when we get away from him for a season, then we should ask ourselves the question, are we the children of God? Because he is a good father and he will not allow his children to wander without discipline because he loves them and he wants them to come home to experience his very, very best. Therefore, when God does discipline us, man, let's submit to his discipline. Let's return to the Father. Let's trust His heart. It all reminds me of that prodigal son story. Come on, let's come to our senses. Let's return to the Father. Let's receive His embrace and be restored as a son. So if you've gotten away from God, man, let me encourage you, come home to the Father. Let's get our eyes on Jesus. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. There's this whole cloud of witnesses, men and women, throughout history, who have stood by faith and gone before us, and their life bears witness that if we'll trust God, that He is good, and He will reward our pursuit in our life of faith. Let me pray for you. Father, I just pray for every person listening. God, there are some that have stood on faith, and you have blessed them so much. There are others that have stood on faith, and they have paid a very high price. I pray, God, that they would be able to trust you even in their suffering and to know that you are with them, that you've not given up on them. And there's a great reward coming. We pray for our brothers and sisters around the world who are being persecuted for their faith. God, encourage and strengthen them. Lord, I pray that you would help us to fix our eyes on Jesus. God, to shed anything that would slow us down and keep us from running the race that you've set before us. God, we're so grateful you're the author and perfecter of our faith. God, we're so grateful that you're a good father. And if we ever wander from you, the Lord, you discipline us to bring us home again. So God, if there's anybody listening who's not close to you that has wandered, Lord, I pray that they'd feel your love and grace. They'd see your open arms. 
Lord, that they would return to their Father, that, God, you'd empower all of us to live by faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me. Hope that encourages you today. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.